0: here in the fast lane as we continue to just pivot away and figure out what we're going to do. As of right now, Isaac Simmons, Liberty University golfer and U.S. Open qualifier, former Jefferson Forest High School star, set to join us around 545 p.m. Uh, today in the fast lane. No word yet. University of Lynchburg travel has been a challenge for them. Coming back to the Hill City, I can only imagine that, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of fatigue, if you will, from celebrating might have also settled in. To that team, deservedly so, of course.
1: Fatigue. I don't know if it's fatigue more as just a hangover. Oh,
0: well, I mean, you know, you could use that word, you know, lack of sleep plus things that might have gone into your body. To Extracurricular
1: celebrate. activities.
0: You know, you win a national championship for the first time. It's true. Maybe. I mean, look, why not? I'm sure everyone was responsible. That's really all I asked. Nobody drove. And if that's the case, hey, enjoy yourself, uh, as I'm sure they did and deserve to, after winning the championship yesterday, right after we signed off in the fast lane. There are other topics and things that we get to update you on right now in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish five fast-paced quick-witted things you need to know right now number five my goodness it was a thriller of a tennis match for the first two sets of course and then Novak Djokovic uh just did Novak Djokovic like things Carlos Alcaraz Novak Djokovic billed as the matchup of the season and it really looked like it was gonna play into that and then in reality it played into what has been the strength of the greatest tennis player of all time in men's tennis and that's a topic for a different time because uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday uh, Djokovic is a heavy favorite deservedly so um you know but the reality is this Novak Djokovic wins the first set Alcaraz seems like he spent everything he had into the second set and it's a different beast playing best of five tennis the only sport that does it is men's tennis where you have to win three out of five sets and the only time you do it is at a grand slam. So it's not like you get practice on it regularly. I actually prefer best two of three. I think it's better from an entertainment standpoint. Yes, it creates a level of randomness and variance, but you know what? That's part of sports as well. And I think that possibility makes it a little more intriguing and prevents dynasties however if you're going to change that in men's tennis uh, i'd say just wait until novak djokovic steps aside and then at that point uh if you're going to make the biggest change ever which would be best three of five to best two out of three in terms of sets at a grand slam that would be the time you would look to do it and i think it may be a good long-term move for the sport but in the short term the guy who's mastered it is novak djokovic hasn't lost a best of five match to carlos Alcaraz. now want to know there But Novak Djokovic also against Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal since 2012. Hadn't lost to any of them. Everybody loves to give their due to Federer versus Nadal. And it's the balleted play of Roger Federer. It's the tenacity of Rafael Nadal. It's the fact that Carlos Alcaraz is a spectacular athlete. You know, who kind of combines all of that and has turned it into probably the most uh, painful thing for a lot of fans who just don't like it. But it's Novak Djokovic. It's the grinder part to the guy that people have really struggled to identify with. I Look, I'm a grinder, so I love and appreciate that. And I'm glad he won today. I'd love to see him win Sunday. Yes, selfishly, I would because uh, I've lost a little bit of money. I'm going to lose on the men's side of the tournament, but I can make it back long term. Uh, I'll get a little back if Novak Djokovic wins Sunday. I'll get a lot more back if he wins Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. Uh, And that was the play today of going in on Alka Rise and losing, uh, which I'm fine with losing a couple hundred bucks short term if it can mean a lot of hundred dollars in the long term. And there will be hedge opportunities down the road. But sports betting weeds aside, uh, the reality is this. Djokovic's the guy who reigned on the parade of Federer versus Nadal. And he's better than those two. And it's you know similar in sports. People love the panache of Lakers versus Celtics or the joy of Michael Jordan. And there's nothing wrong with any of that or LeBron James. But Novak Jokovic's kind of like the San Antonio Spurs. He's kind of like the New England Patriots, kind of like Alabama football during this dynastic run. A lot of times it's not spectacular. But he's got everything tenacity athleticism grit sometimes it's kind of over dramatized and manufactured but boy is it a joy to watch if you just appreciate what somebody can do even if it's not at the same level that others have come to know and love number four also today a refresher on what's happened on the baseball diamond and in local sports we touched on this with wset's dave walls earlier today Both teams from the Lynchburg area that had a chance to win a state championship will unfortunately not be able to do that. University of Lynchburg, we'll get to that momentarily. But earlier today, two things that popped up. One, goal in the first two minutes of the game. Jamestown gets it. They win 2-0 over JF. You know, it just, it changes the whole dynamic of a matchup. And especially when you're talking high school sports, where there's not that seasons and seasons and years and years of all sorts of wacky things in sports happening and knowing how to weather it it's a major difference. But there's also this particular part as well to today. LCA Baseball, they had great pitching all season, but it's not going to be perfect all the time. And New Kent had enough to turn it into a game where, you know, you're looking at it midway through and it's a seven to five game and New Kent ends up winning 12-8. But that's not the LCA style, which has been, uh, again, back to the theme of earlier, but grinded out, pitching games, heavily relying on your arms sometimes you get out of rhythm and it's no shame it's what happens in a state semifinal run and deep into state playoffs that these things pop up and oftentimes you lose to these teams it certainly stings in the short term and it should because you miss a chance to win a championship and those don't come along very often and it makes it special when somebody does win at an extremely high level whether it's an individual or a team but it's also really cool to see that. Which brings us to... Number three. UVA baseball. They lost today and boy, as crazy as it is. Jake Geloff had a chance to hit a walk-off two-run home run. Instead, it's robbed on an outfield catch over the wall and Duke wins five to four. So, I mean, it's as brutal of an for Virginia as you could expect. The reality, I think, is a bigger picture takeaway people will forget about this. Most people thought those two teams could be fairly evenly matched. Duke, with the fact that they don't play pitchers for more than a couple of innings so you never get a chance to see them over the long haul if you can get to them early it really can throw that rhythm off and all of a sudden you might be able to throw them off their scent but Virginia took a while to get into that they still almost won today I think you're kind of looking at a a series that goes three games much like our uh, our girl Ann Parker Coleman of CBS 19 in Charlottesville did not want to happen Uh, I could fully see Virginia Winning a similar matchup like this tomorrow, and you're know you talking about coin flips here, and sometimes it doesn't go your way. Number two. A refresher, the University of Lynchburg baseball team. They win the College World Series yesterday, seven to six, and a thrilling game against Johns Hopkins. And yeah, I mean, look, they fell down 4-0 in that game. They clawed their way back, scored in the bottom of the first, couple more, including Ben Jones' two-run homer to tie it. They found a way to take the lead, and they held off a late rally for Johns Hopkins. No one said it was going to be easy. They showed the grit and determination you would want. That's why they're in this particular spot and it's really cool to see what has now transpired for the University of Lynchburg that they bring home the first national championship to the Hill City, which brings us to and number one on the Fast 5 at 5. The fact that Dave Walls brought up a great point that we got to discuss earlier today and it'll be up at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for the links. And of course, uh, the, wherever you listen to Fast Lane, Ed Lane, on the podcast feed of your choice. And that is Lynchburg bringing in this changes the perspective on ODAC sports. And look, we've known the conference produces really high caliber Division three sports. And no, it's not the same as Division I. Let's not get this twisted here. But it still is athletes that are willing to go to school. I mean, in a day and era where, and again, I don't fault players for getting money when the opportunity's there, but you truly care about playing the game and putting the work and effort in, knowing that, Odds are extremely slim. You're ever going to profit off of it in a major way. Okay, maybe you go into coaching. Maybe it provides lessons that springboard you to other professions. But the reality is, is directly profiting as an athlete off your athletic skills is a highly unlikely proposition at the Division three level. So there is a level of pride that goes into it, and to finally work your way to that point, I I love it because it's an old school mindset and approach that is often lost. But was really really cool to see and yes it does bring some credibility to the old dominion athletic conference a conference said we've seen look lacrosse has grown exponentially for that particular conference Hamden sydney and roanoke certainly lynchburg and washington and lee making it to the ncaa quarterfinals this past year and losing to the two teams that would meet in the national championship game there's no shame in any of that but when you finally get over the hump and no one said it was going to be easy and it wasn't yesterday for lynchburg but you finally do It does ring a bit of a different tone. And there is your fast five at five. When we return in the fast lane, we'll touch on local golf because we have a local U.S. Open qualifier in our midst. However, if you want to have a fun weekend ahead, more fun than me if Iga can win the French and if Novak can win the men's version of the French to salvage what's going to be a little bit of a loss, but some of it was strategic to take the long-term gains. If you want to have a great weekend yourself, here's how you can go about doing that. Get a grill that you can enjoy. And the best place to do that is a place where you don't have to worry about the assembly. Because when you go to Overstreet Ace Hardware, whether it's 221 in Forest, or you're closer and prefer the Lakeside Drive store in Lynchburg, no problem. All grills, Traeger, Green Egg, Weber, Kamado Joe, come with free assembly free assembly it's part of the customer service advantage you may not find if you buy these type of things online or go to the big box store or someone that doesn't know what they're doing you buy you know the best ones or if you buy it off of like some kind of online site where it's like lightly used and you're like how come this thing doesn't work there's not the issue you have to worry about when you go to Overstreet Days Hardware because it's free assembly they get you set up all you got to do is stop by Lakeside Drive in Lynchburg 221 Forest whichever store you prefer at Overstreet Ace Hardware. Now to see how smart or not so smart Trey Lyle and I happen to be in our Votes of Confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. Winning makes you feel good. Makes you confident. Now here's our Votes of Confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. All right, Trey, when we get ready for Monday night... In our show from 5 to 6 p.m. Are we going to be discussing your Miami Heat evened up in the NBA Finals? Or are they going to be on the brink of elimination and quite possibly ready to get moved out of the way by a celebration in Denver?
1: My guess is it is tied 2-2. You like Miami tonight? Yeah, I've picked Denver in six, you know, objectively. And so it kind of feels like the series where uh, Miami will win tonight and then lose the next two. Um, that's w- what my gut is telling me, at least. So I'm going with um, I'm going with De- uh, Miami tonight, and then Denver to win Game 5's Monday, so they'll win on Monday.
0: So you like Denver to win on Monday, and then you like Denver on top of that to go even further, and... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I, Miami's
1: going to be the more desperate team tonight, and so you... You kind of have to, um, you kind of have to assume that, and I think I don't expect Joker. Joe, I mean, I don't expect Jamal Murray to have a thirty-point triple-double. I won't say the same thing about Nikola Jokic. I could easily see that happen. Um, so, but I, my gut is telling me Miami wins tonight, just because the way they kind of they they had a bad taste in their mouth, the way they felt like their effort was in that game. So I'm going with. Um, I'm going with Miami tonight.
0: You know, I'm going the other way. I think Denver's the better team. Obviously, I'm not an NBA guy like you, so take Trey's advice much more than mine if you're considering actually doing something with this. Denver, I think there are enough answers for Denver and Mark Malone uh, to be able to answer what Miami has thrown at them and Denver's comfortable playing a grinded out style that Miami wants the books have adjusted the over under the point total in these games Uh, I think they've caught on to the facts, and generally as a series goes on the unders also become more prevalent games get more defensive is what we're basically saying with that um I do think it means close games but Denver's a professional enough team and I don't think there's any shame in Miami uh Probably losing this thing in five. Now, I could see it in six. I don't think it ends up going seven. The one wild card of this to this, of course, is Spo, Eric Spoelstra, who's the greatest coach right now in the NBA. Um, you know, I mean, and I love Greg Popovich as much as the next guy, and who knows what will happen with uh the Spurs when Webb and Yama ends up getting drafted there. But I mean look, Spoelstra has done a magnificent job with a roster where if you were picking players from a lineup for a street ball game, they're not a lot that you would honestly take, and yet they're in this series. But at some point, I think you're looking at a Denver team that approaches it with more discipline and professionalism than a lot of teams in the NBA. And if you can match that intensity and professionalism with better talent, which Denver has, I think it plays out. Um, Maybe it's in six, like Trey said. Maybe it's in five, like I kind of think will happen. Either way, it would not be all that surprising. Uh, Quick one for me, by the way, for the French Open. Uh, There is no real value, I would say, on the board. Um, Again, I I went in on Alcaraz to win today over Djokovic. And you know, lost quite a bit, but the reality is is it's because I'll gain a little bit back if Djokovic wins on Sunday in the French Open. And he's a very heavy favorite uh, in Sunday's matchup against Kasparud, who dispatched of Sasa Zverev fairly handily today. And you know, I don't think Zverev was as close this year as he was last year. I don't think there's a lot of value either in Saturday's matchup. Iga Swiatek against Karolina Mukova, who has actually been comfortable grinding people out. And I don't think this is as good of an EGA year as you've seen before. Hard for me to get in the way of EGA as good as she is on clay. But if you even tried to parlay it, you're not getting a very good return on your investment. You'd have to risk a lot of money. Like a hundred bucks gets you thirty dollars in profit plus your hundred dollar investment. Uh all it takes is an injury for that to blow up or something weird to happen. And I could see Mukova kind of throwing a wrench into that but the reality is is even if Mukova wins the first set against Shvatek tomorrow, she's probably going to be even money or so to win the match. So you could have a chance to get in on this. It's not the better price, but you can see if Iga just doesn't look like she has it and is getting frustrated. And one of the Iga's kryptonites has been when you drag her into a dogfight, she can struggle at times. I thought she acquitted herself well yesterday, but the reality is, is she doesn't have that. I mean, look, I don't know what answers are out there that Novak Djokovic doesn't have. I mean, if he's at anything close to viable health, he may not win by a wide games margin. It may be, you know, 6-3, 6-3, 6-4. Maybe even a tie break thrown in there against Kasparud. But the type where, I mean, he's in control the entire way. We, we've just seen this so often. Nobody was playing hotter than Alcaraz. And Djokovic dispatched him in sets 3-4, 6-1, 6-1. I know there was cramping and dehydration there, but a lot of it was also Djokovic just baiting Alcaraz into that and the intensity level that it takes To compete for a grinded out against the best grinder of all time. Whether you think he's the best player or not, he's clearly the best just raw grinder of a player. And by the way, he's the one with multiple grand slams on multiple surfaces and is poised to add another one on Sunday. I'd love to see it. You know, maybe it doesn't end up happening, but, uh, you know, I would think that's the least likely. To NASCAR, Trey. NASCAR is in Sonoma this weekend. No truck series race. Wine country. You're going to have some wine Wine this weekend? Wine country. That's not my thing. Are you a uh, wine guy?
1: No, my mother is, so she will have some wine this weekend. Probably. My wife
0: is a wine gal as well, so she will probably have some red wine on Saturday night as we watch the Xfinity Series race. Which the question is: My wife going to fall asleep early because Kyle Larson runs away with this? Does he get a challenge from Sheldon Creed, who won last weekend? Uh, does he he didn't win last or, week. Excuse me, not Sheldon. Cole Creed. Custer, Cole won, Custer last. won last week. Creed Sheldon led a lot Creed Creed last week. Led a lot and was in position. Ty Gibbs, AJ Almendinger, maybe Daniel Suarez, or is this the Kyle Larson show in the Xfinity Series?
1: Ed, you need to do something you I don't know if you you rarely do. You, you, you have kids. I don't you probably do this a lot. You're gonna you're gonna break the broom out. Because what, to
0: sweep this weekend? I,
1: I am not just taking AJ Almendinger to win the Xfinity series race, because he is their best road course racer on plant on the planet, in terms of in, in NASCAR at least. So I'm taking A.J. to win the Xfinity Series, where he's the all-time winningest leader in the series in that, in that discipline. Then I'm also taking him to win the cup race, because he is going to put an emphasis to this race. He was really good at Coda as well, um, had some bad luck there. So I think A.J. Almendinger will sweep the weekend. And if I can parlay that, I think he's 16-1 to in the cup race, which is really good odds for how good he is at, the, at, at that discipline, um. So give me AJ to sweep the weekend.
0: You like AJ Almendinger to sweep the weekend. I'm going real simple with Kyle Larson, and he xfinity race there's not much value at plus 170 i mean you might as well just see what happens in qualifying you might as well put um, him
1: with him to win the cup race too
0: yeah or whoever you like to win the cup race or better yet just put kyle larson if you can get a parlay on him to win and uh, max Verstappen stopping at like minus 330 to win the f1 race next week because that's the most predictable thing in the but world but then you're gonna I mean, have to
1: wait a whole week for that
0: i mean i'm willing to wait a week if it boosts my odds dramatically on something like that because i mean there's one thing it's almost a guarantee it's max Verstappen stop and winning because f1's just so boring and predictable right now the cup race itself i mean look you know me i'm as in the tank for ty gibbs as anybody if he's gonna win he's got a better chance i would say to win the xfinity series race because he's got the chance to be a top three caliber car and knows what he's doing and if something happens to kyle larson um that could easily change things on a dime when it comes to the cup i mean Look, it's hard not to go with Tyler Reddick. He's been the best on road courses recently, and these things do come in waves. People like Kyle Larson, and they're even money. They're not even money, but they're the highest odds together to win this thing. Um, I would throw Chase Elliott's desperation into the mix, but if you're talking about a dark horse trade, I love your idea of A.J. Allmendinger. He's going to have to win a race to get into the playoffs. This is his venue. They will put more emphasis on it with college racing. It's
1: this the street course he might stink up the show just because no one's ever raced on a street course outside of him really
0: correct and he could get in now is he gonna win the championship i don't think so uh look ty gibbs is 40 to 1 you know i'm in the tank but i think it's a better chance that gibbs wins somewhere like a nashville or a michigan or a pocono or a place where there's a lot more aerodynamics that go in and it just whittles down the field of challengers when we return in the fast lane a challenger to what's going to happen in the u.s open isaac simmons liberty golfer and former jf star He'll join us next in the fast lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network.